Welcome back, listeners, to New Haven Healing Center's podcast, Words of Life, Love, and Hope, a journey to the center of your being. My name is Leanne Thrapp, and I've spent over three decades caring for the sick and dying. I've gained a unique perspective on the meaning of life, the importance of relationships, and the value of living in the present moment. I hope to inspire listeners to think more deeply about their own lives, relationships, and priorities, and find meaning and purpose during life's messiness, challenges, transitions, and, let's not forget, beauty. This podcast is about exploring the hidden true essence of who we are at our core. As we embark on this journey together, let us open our minds and our hearts to the possibilities that lie ahead. Let us connect with each other and the world around us as we strive to discover the beauty and richness that life has to offer. In our last episode, we discussed the seeds of compassion, non-judgment, non-violence, forgiveness, and mindfulness. Today's podcast is the 10% difference. I'm not sure who coined the phrase, the 10% difference, but I want to share a time when I was introduced to the concept as it relates to my personal healing. In the context of personal healing or self-improvement, the phrase, the 10% difference, can be interpreted to mean that making relatively small, teeny-weeny, yet remarkable changes or adjustments in one's life, habits, or mindset can lead to significant improvements in well-being and personal growth. These changes don't have to be dramatic or all-encompassing, but can involve small, manageable steps towards self-improvement. In the realm of emotional healing, making small shifts in thought patterns, practicing mindfulness, or self-help resources can contribute to a noticeable improvement in emotional well-being. In two prior podcasts, you heard how pain and peace can sit side by side together. You learned there is a place inside of you that already knows how to hold pain and peace together without fear. Birthing more and more of you into the world where you can straddle your humanness and your beingness. It is a cocooning process. And the more you learn how to let go of fear of pain, the less you will need your numbing agents. Remember that? The more you learn how to feel your pain, the more secure you will come. I was tired of facades. I was tired of chomping on empty words. I no longer felt comfortable in my skin. And even though I was still afraid of loss, I began summoning the courage to go there, that cocoon. The cocoon seemed palatable at a time in my life when I felt so dead inside. There's a saying, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. So in 2015, I went looking for Deborah Grassman to invite her to be a keynote speaker for an event I was holding. 
I discovered Deborah was offering a training in Florida, and I immediately signed up. My intent was to better equip me to care for hospice patients and dying veterans. I was wrong. The training transformed me and changed my life. I was six years out of my divorce and had moved on. I had worked hard to let go of all the strings attaching me to my ex-husband. I could easily tell my story of forgiveness, but there was another aha moment to come. And it came when Deborah said to me, Leanne, you've done 89% of the work. You just have an 11% residue. My jaw dropped. Followed by a long pause like this one. In my mind, I protested. I was sure there was no residue left. I swallowed my pride and said, You mean I have to go back into that cocoon again? I asked. She said, yeah, you sure do, if you want to be totally free. The last 11% is the hardest because it's the closest to your heart, and it's the part you are grasping the tightest. Ugh. I felt nauseous just thinking about it. But I began to spin my cocoon. I got real with myself, and I realized that I was going to have to grasp that leaf, hold on, and trust sooner or later. And as I told you before, I left a toxic, stressful work environment, lost a bunch of weight, moved to a new city, and I started over. I will tell you, this metamorphosis occurs when we mourn our losses, forgive ourselves and others, and release the shame of who we are not. So let's talk about that 90%. How do you know you're only 90% there? I thought I was, I had done all the work I needed to do. Determining whether you have truly achieved 100%, if there is such a thing, of a mental or emotional goal versus 90% can be challenging because mental and emotional states are subjective and complex. Unlike some tangible goals where clear metrics, mental and emotional goals, often involve personal feelings, perceptions, and self-assessments. Here are some of the factors to consider when evaluating your progress and where you are in your healing at this point in your life. You have to take time for introspection and self-reflection. Ask yourself if you genuinely feel you have fully achieved your mental and emotional goal. Trust your intuition and self-awareness. What does 100% achievement mean to you? What would it look like and feel like? Consider seeking feedback from trusted friends and family members, especially those that have been there, done that, that you see on a path to healing that may very well be able to offer some feedback on where you're stuck What feels like 100% achievement today might not be the same tomorrow. Monitor your feelings and progress consistently. Personal goals and healing are ongoing. It's normal to have ups and to have downs. Sometimes those ups last for months. Sometimes they last for weeks. It's okay. As long as you get up, 
Sometimes aiming for perfection can be unrealistic and lead to unnecessary stress. Let me tell you, when I thought, oh, there's 11% left, wrap the tightest around my heart, that sounds like that's really hard work. And actually, it was, but it was the work of forgiveness. And I realized I had to forgive myself for all the shame that I lived with for not looking at myself in the mirror and saying, where are you? Hello, I know you're in there. Where are you? When are you coming back? We have to embrace our journey. Remember that personal growth is a journey. It's not a destination. Even when you feel you're at 90%, that doesn't diminish the progress you've made or the efforts you've invested. Again, when I went down to Florida, I thought, well, I have 14 years therapy. I've got it all together. I can go down there and start helping other people and realized, yes, I can do that, but I still have work to do on myself and that's okay. It did set me back a step because, you know, I was a little bit arrogant with where I was in my life and realized to be the best version that I can be of myself, got to do some more work, got to go back into that dang cocoon Got to liquefy, got to get naked, basically, and let go of everything that I know today and start new. So that personal growth being a journey, I will tell you, achieving and evaluating mental and emotional goals is highly individual. And what works for me might not work for you, but you're worth it. Continue on this path of healing. What's important is that you are making meaningful progress, working towards self-improvement. The journal's very important here. And maintaining a healthy level of self-awareness to guide your journey. Many times going back and looking at your journal a year ago and where you are today, that's when you'll really start to see that progress. So I encourage you to start journaling if you're not already. And what happens if you do get stuck? From the queen of getting stuck, getting stuck or facing obstacles when pursuing mental or emotional or life goals is a common experience. And it's essential to have strategies to overcome these challenges. Some of those steps that helped me through periods of feeling stuck, well, back to the seeds of compassion we talked about last week, non-judgment of self, non-violence of self. Don't beat yourself up. Forgiveness of self and mindfulness. That forgiveness piece, you know, I've talked a lot about forgiveness and it's so dang hard to forgive others, let alone yourself. But that's where I got stuck on number three. Being non-judgmental of self is really hard too because it's super easy to be judgmental and all that negative self-talk. So practicing the seeds of compassion that we talked about on the last podcast, non-judgment of self, non-violence of self, don't beat yourself up, forgiveness of self, and being incredibly mindful about your thoughts where your thoughts are going. Remember, where your thoughts go, so goes your energy. If you're sick and vibrating at a very low level, something needs to change. So practice self-compassion. You know, that's a one of my soapboxes is self-compassion. Be kind to yourself. 
during challenging times and avoid self-criticism and practice self-compassion. Acknowledging it's okay to face difficulties. Stay flexible and limber. Be open to adjusting your approach or even to your goals if necessary. Maybe it's the people you're around that cause you to take step backs. Take a step back. Mm -hmm. Can be. Flexibility and adaptability are valuable qualities when overcoming obstacles, but I'll tell you, you have to identify them first. And many times it's the people closest to you. And self-care is essential for long-term progress. Remember that getting stuck is a natural part of any personal growth journey. It doesn't mean you're failing. It means you're facing a challenge that you can overcome with time and effort. By applying these strategies and maintaining a positive attitude, half full versus half empty, you can continue to make progress towards your transformation and reaching your life goals. Those healing goals of being the four harmonies of healthful living, body, emotion, knowledge, and spirit. How beautiful is that? Sometimes we need to go back into our cocoon, so to speak, and undergo a process of self-reflection, of growth, of transformation when you feel stuck or have not achieved your goals or feel like you're on the wrong path. Liquefaction, like the butterfly. Actually, it's like the caterpillar, isn't it? completely liquefies in the cocoon and then those imaginal cells they're called are what transforms into the butterfly who do you see looking back at you when you look in the mirror go do that after you're done listening take a take a look at yourself in the mirror can you see you do you see you looking back at you or do you look a hundred miles away that's when you'll know whether or not you need to go into the cocoon and liquefy and transform and just let go of what was and be okay with what is next. Going back into the cocoon can symbolize a willingness to reevaluate, learn, and adapt to continue the journey of personal growth, growth and development. Just as the caterpillar may need to retreat back into the cocoon, to complete its transformation, individuals may need moments of reflection, self-improvement, and self-discovery to reach their full potential. Some would probably challenge, do we ever really get to our full poten potential prior to the end of life? It's a whole other discussion. Very interesting, too, by the way. So the 10% difference can be a reminder that even when you feel stuck or have made significant progress, there may still be room for growth and transformation. And that's okay to revisit your goals and continue working toward them. I'm doing that all the time in my life. It underscores the idea that personal growth is an ongoing process in small baby steps. And changes can lead to meaningful differences in your life. And the beauty of it all is that when you look in the mirror and say, no, I'm not quite where I want to be yet in my life, that's when you can start to make that difference. Today's quote comes from someone you might know. Healing is an inside-out job. 
It can be daunting and messy, but when you learn to replace blame and shame with self-acceptance and forgiveness, you increase your capacity to live a life full of love and joy. That's by Leanne Throw. Hmm. An inside-out job. All right. A life full of love and joy. Hmm. What might that feel like? We will discuss levels of consciousness in our next episode in that vibration of the body. That's due out on October 22nd. So, listeners, I would like to invite you to join me on Locals. You've heard me talk about that on another podcast. Please join me there, trying to build up my community so I can start having um, some circle of friends and on live streaming events. And I'm in the process of developing that now. Community does matter because it creates a sense of purpose and builds social connections and fun. We need to be around people who lift us up. Remember, hurting people hurt people. Uh, you can also find us on Rumble, Twitter, True Social, and podcast on Spotify and Facebook. Just getting back on some of these social media sites, so don't have a huge following, but please join me and find me and, and um, pass our page on to your friends. That would be much appreciated. I do appreciate your support and would like to thank Randy and Pamela Copas from the musical group 2002. Their beautiful music today is an as I've mentioned before, another answer came. Love that, because the answers are always there for quiet enough, and we listen, we will get that answer, and the answer will come. This is from the album The Emerald Way. Please support them by downloading their beautiful music. I invite feedback and suggestions. Would love to hear from you. Uh, watch for our next episode on October 22nd, 2023. And until then, stay beautiful. <laughs>